Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 343 of Sports. I'm Tony, and with me, I've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. Uh, we are Sean-less for the second week in a row in sports, but for the second week in a row, he was on our entertainment pod, so you'll be able to listen to him on that, but it will just be Andy and I again on sports, and we've got a, a big menu to talk about in the NBA. There's a certain team that wants Damian Lillard, so we'll get into that. Uh, we got another baseball update, continuing to update you guys with the standings and the stat leaders as it gets closer to the end of the season. And Mike Trout is already is, uh, has been shut down, but we'll get into that because that was something I predicted all the way back in June. And we will get into the college football rankings after a wild week in college football and then a very, very wacky week three in the NFL. That'll be our, uh, our meat and potatoes as it was a crazy, crazy week with a lot happening. Unfortunately, more injuries, big upsets. Some teams just not stepping off the gas. It was a very fun, exciting week three. Uh, but we will start it off with the NBA. So, Andy, please lead us off with the NBA. What's going on here? Well, before we get there, I just want to say we're we're officially in fall now. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of like the prime sports season. Oh, yeah. October's uh, the got, one to get all four sports at once. You just mentioned we got hockey's already started preseason. Uh-huh. NBA training camps next couple weeks. Baseball playoffs are about about to begin pretty soon in the heart of the NFL season. So, and we're drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a fall hoppy lager. Yeah, drinking I, a, I an Oktoberfest. I'm drinking an Oktoberfest flannel uh, Samuel Adams edition out of a Samuel Adams mug here. So yeah, this is this is our favorite time of the year. I mean, it's definitely my favorite time. I love the fall time. You know, it starts getting a little darker a little earlier. Starts getting a little crisp. I was even talking about how at. Um, you know, six fifteen this morning when I left the house, it was there was a chill in the air. It was fifty five degrees. Some fog this morning. There, yeah, it's starting. You know, it's 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 getting tougher to wake up though in the morning because it is dark now in the morning. But uh, it's uh, it's been some good stuff. This is a fun time of the year. I mean, it, it already feels like October's here and leaving because of all the decorations. But we're still like five days away from October first, so that's that's exciting. Um, but yeah, in the NBA with the training camps about to start, Damian Lillard is still a member of the Blazers. Uh, but there was some some buzz that that was going to change. Uh, it didn't uh, last week, but uh, there's some stuff happening. So, yeah, still no trade. And as of now, it says Portland does not like Miami's offer, which is basically Tyler Hero and two first-rounders. They, they want yeah. more, which I understand. I, I, I don't blame them. Um, so they're trying to get – Miami's trying to get other teams involved, maybe a three-, four-, or five-team trade. Uh, but there's a team that really wants Damian Lillard. They're, they're offering a little more here. Um, but he does not want to go there. And it's going to be interesting how that works out. But the Toronto Raptors, very interested in uh, Damian Lillard, that they uh, they can offer uh, Ananobi, Grady Dick, their first-round pick from Kansas, mm. and a couple future first-rounders. Uh, but with Toronto, or with Toronto, they don't want to get burned again. The last time they traded for a star player, he left after one year. And they don't want that to happen with Damian Lillard. They don't want him to. But the, uh, was that Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. But he did win them a title, though, at least. Sure, yeah. If, if Lillard can guarantee them a title, they'd do it again. But I don't think Damian Lillard is uh, putting the Raptors. I don't even know if I want Lillard in Toronto. I want to see Lillard go to a fun... I'd rather Lillard stay in Portland and have pieces go around him than him go to Toronto. Um, Toronto, they lose Van Vliet or they keep him? They did lose him. Where'd he go again? Houston. Okay. So they still Ooh. have Siakam. Houston could be they fun. They still got some other players there. Um... But yeah, I think what's more likely is they're going to figure out some sort of multi-team trade. Uh, one of the rumors was DeAndre Ayton being involved in one of these trades, that the Suns still aren't really wanting to keep him long-term. 
So they uh, Portland would be interested in him, so they can find a way to route him there. Uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing yet. Maybe this time next week we'll know where he's going to end up. Um, but let's stick with the NBA for a little uh, little teaser for the season. You want to play an immaculate grid? Yeah, let's do an immaculate grid. It's been a while since we did one. Immaculate grids are popular right now. I was over at my cousin's house, and uh, her husband, who I think we discussed this before, we'll just call him my cousin also. Uh, he they're very big into sports him and his couple buddies that were over and they were playing the immaculate grid and i'm like i'm so happy to see that like so many people are playing this i've found myself uh hopefully nobody i work with is listening but i've been finding myself playing this at work a lot because now recently on the uh you can go back to previous grids which is how it should be because one a day is just not it's not enough but uh yeah we got a basketball one here so we've got uh you know we've got uh how do you want to describe this you're better describing this than me I think we'll know the grid, right? Yeah, so it's across and down. Yeah. There's there's rows and there's columns. You got to find where it meets. So yeah, so we got the rows. We've got Spurs, Spurs, Bulls, Bulls and, and Clippers. Clippers, and then the columns we got Nets, Magic, and five plus assists a game per season. So I think we can just knock those out first. Uh, I, and again, like Andy, I know likes to do like you know he tries to go as low as possible. I'm one of the ones that just like to try to see if I can get all nine. So for five plus assists a game for the Spurs, I'll just say, you know, Tony Parker. I think that's... It's, it's an obvious one. Yeah. I mean, I like the obvious ones. 70%. I yeah. picked DeJounte Murray. People forget. Like he was what was there. his percentage? I think it was much lower. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was. Like I, like I said, I just try to finish. Yeah. Did you, you already did this one earlier today, right? I did this did one Did you already. complete it nine for nine? Uh, I think so. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so Andy's good. Andy is good. He's good as basketball too. So Bulls, nine, five plus assists a game. Uh, again, I'll just go with the obvious. I think I'll just say Derrick Rose, but I don't, you know, that's going to be obviously a higher one again, 29%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you did go nine for nine earlier? I'm checking right now because I had some good ones here. Baseball, I missed all of the rookies this year. But okay. Let's see. Yeah, nine for nine. All right. We can do. Um, I had some I had some really low ones and some really high ones, which was interesting, but um, Clippers, five assists. Yeah. So I'll just say. I don't know. Chris Paul. I mean, it's it's an obvious one. Um, I yeah. feel like Blake Griffin actually got there one year. Did he? Um, do you know who I had? Uh, no. He's featured heavily on the Lakers show. Uh, Norm Nixon. Okay. Yeah, I would he was traded. That. And episode five was about him being traded to Clippers. Um, uh, NBA media or local media legend. He's done ABC post game for like 20 years here. Uh, All right. Well, Clippers Magic. I can do JJ Redick, one of my favorite one. white players to ever play. I got one here that's very proud of. 0.07%. Yeah. Man, mine are very high. So I went with uh, Matt Barnes. That would be a good one, too. I went with Derek Strong. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and when it comes to the Clippers, Andy's able to pull anything yeah, out of that. Here's his why ass. I remember Derek Strong. It's because here's, an, here's a member of the Orlando Magic and, and Clippers that you probably forgot Corey McGetty. Oh, played yeah. his rookie year with the Magic, was that traded with Derek Strong to the Clippers. So I was like, I remember that trade, and I remember Derek Strong. He played one year there. Um, you want to do Clippers Nets? Yeah, I don't even know if I can think of something. I, oh, I've got it. Blake I, Griffin, obviously. Is yeah, that's one. true. Um, the guy I got what, got 1%. Ooh. Pretty good name. 
But I'm going to go with another one here that I didn't pick. Okay. I'm going to see. It's going to be lower. It's definitely going to be lower. Okay. Because it's one of my dad's favorites. Aaron Williams. Never even heard of him. Bill Walton story. 0.1%. Holy shit. Yeah. So I went with uh, my original one, Kerry Kittles. Oh, I like Kerry Kittles. I didn't know he uh, played for the Clippers. So one of my dad's favorite Bill Walton stories, when Bill Walton used to do the Clippers games. Oh, Aaron, yeah. With Aaron, Ralph Lawler. Yeah. The Clippers signed Aaron Williams, who was like a backup uh, in like the late 90s for the Nets. And Bill Walton called him the premier backup center in the entire NBA. <laughs> and Bill Walton knows his exaggerations. Um, but yeah, Aaron Williams, not even pictured here. No, a lot of guys aren't even pictured. They're like, ah, we have no idea. Yeah, I don't even know what he looks like. All right, so we got Nets Bulls next. This is where I start to struggle. I can't even. <laughs> yeah, I know. I struggled with this one and I pulled one out. Um, well, let's move on to one I know really quick. Bulls and Magic. I think it was Horace Grant was one of those guys. That's what I went with. Yeah. Do you want me to go with one I just thought of right now? Yeah, let's go with someone else then if you took it earlier. Well, Vucevic is, oh. is obvious too, but he was traded for Wendell, Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. Oh, 18%. What was Horace Grant's percentage? 33. Okay, so Wendell Carter Jr., good one. All right, so we've got the last three we got. Nets, Bulls, Spurs, Nets, and Spurs, Magic. Okay, Spurs, Nets. Did, did Danny Green play for the Nets? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't know. Uh, the guy had had a Avery, Avery Johnson. Percentage. Was he up there? A high percentage, huh? So Avery Johnson, I think, just coached the Nets or something. Yeah, I don't know. That should count still. <laughs> um, so you said a high percentage this guy had? Yeah. Recent player. Recent retiree. Recent retiree. Um, they get a heart condition or something. LeBron James Jr.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bronny James. Um, let's see. Spurs. Spurs. Nets. Heart condition, huh? Um, I think. I, I, I can't even think of anything. Tall guy. Tall. He's guy. not known for Tall either guy. of these teams. I'll tell you that he's known for another team. Um, Tracy. Mc oh, Spurs and Magic. Tracy McGrady. That's correct. Okay. Well, like we can plug that <laughs> one in at least. One, <laughs> then Spurs Magic. Yeah. Because that was a uh, fifty-two percent. Okay. That's so what I'm trying I to think lower. Just, just if you can try to think of one, because I just got stuck on that one as well. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to remember who's been like. Oh, I know one. Okay. Hito Turkoglu, really? Yeah. Fifteen percent, good one. I didn't know he played. I got forget some of these guys that played for some teams, but uh, so which one are we on? So we got Nets, Bulls, Nets, Spurs, and Nets, Nets, Spurs. Bulls. Nets, Spurs. Though you said you knew the guy. Heart condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Jeff Green. He did have a heart condition, though. Yeah. We can agree with that. The guy had 37%. So it's, I want to think of an alternative, but I am struggling on this one. For the Nets Spurs? Yeah. What about Nets, Nets Bulls? I'm trying to think, like, did Jefferson ever play there? Oh, Richard, Je Richard Jefferson did, yeah. On the Spurs? Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure. You want to put it? Yeah, let's try it. I'm, that sounds familiar. Play for Cleveland. Yeah, go. okay. 20%. Very good. The other guy I was thinking was, uh, that I picked was Aldridge. Oh, LaMarcus Aldridge, yeah. Remember he tried to play I for the Nets about that. like two years ago with Harden and everyone? I forgot about that, yeah. Because he was really good about the Portland and then he went to the Spurs or something. Okay, so Nets, Bulls, last one. Mm -hmm. Nets and Bulls. And what was your percentage on the guy you picked? 4%. Oh, wow. So you got a good one. Uh, did Ron Harper play for the Nets? <laughs> uh, Dennis Rodman play for the Nets? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Steve Kerr played for the Nets. Steven Jackson? I don't think he played for the Bulls. Did he even play for the Nets? I don't know. Um, 
Ah, shit, I don't know. I'm just... I know people are probably screaming at their radio right now or their... Yeah, who's the number one guy? I'm going to look up who the number one guy was because I forgot already. Let's see. I, I always get... Oh, the number one guy is a guy you wouldn't even think of. That sucks. Oh, really? So, like, when I get down... That to means th- it's a tough team. When I think about this stuff, it's always down to the last one that's always like, oh, 40% of people got this right. And it's like, I'm just always staring at it. I always get like, I'll get, be like 7 out of 9, 8 out of 9, and it's just always this, It's always one of them. But... Nets Bulls. So you were able to guess though earlier. You got somebody. Nets Bulls. This one was a wild guess that was right based on some weird context. Um, Because I wasn't even sure. But it was my last one. So I went for it. I I don't know. I mean, it was like Andre Iguodala on both these teams. I really don't know. I think we'll just have to move on. I can't. There's a guy I'm thinking of. But I can't get it. I don't want to spend too much time on this with a packed sports show coming up. I'm going to check if he was on the team. Okay, it was. Okay, so who are you thinking of? Might as well just throw it in there. Yeah, because he's been everywhere. Thaddeus Young, fuck. I actually guessed Thaddeus Young on one earlier this week when with the Sixers and uh, uh, someone else, but the Sixers and someone. Oh, Andre Drummond, wow. But yeah, well, the Immaculate Grid's fun to do. You guys should do it at home. Uh, just ImmaculateGrid.com, and it gives you all the options. Basketball, football, baseball, football. I mean, I said football. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, uh, women's basketball. So my Bulls Nets pick was Kendall Gill. Okay, yeah. Remember Kendall Gill? I, I, the name sounds familiar, yeah. I know, so, but I remember Benji Gill on the Angels. <laughs> sure, yeah. He uh, Kendall Gill played for the University of Illinois, and that is why I was like, he probably played for the Bulls at some point to go back home, So, oh. and he did. All right. Well, but the fact that I had Kendall Gill and Kerry Kittles made me really happy. Yeah, I remember Kerry Kittles. But. Kerry Kittles was a huge bust for the Clippers. It was like they traded for him when Quinn Richards left, and it was like, all right, they got it. That, that's going to be like a lateral move, but no, he never even played for him. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll move on to some baseball. So do we want to start with the over-under updates? or? Yeah, just a quick update. We're 12-12. and 12. Oh, very good. Last uh, week we were 10-10. and 10. It's coming down to the wire. I think the Red Sox are going to hit their, hit their over. Um, the Mariners had a bad week, and they're now projected to go under. Very good. Very good for me. And then we got the Phillies, which... Just need one more win or two more wins, and they're in a race, so they'll probably get it. So uh, we'll see. Those are the three ones that we're different on. Um, but it's a close race. We're probably going to end up around 500, and that's yeah. just how it goes. Hey, but that's better than below. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in the playoff race, I think the big change here was uh, – Texas had a good week. Houston and Seattle. Oh wow! Tech, oh wow! Texas had a very good week. Up two and a half games in first place now. Yeah. So uh, I guess the Twins clinched since then, but we kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and again, though, the Tampa Bay Rays. We've talked about every week. They're just three games back. That's probably how they're going to end the season. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Rays have clinched the uh, a playoff spot as they're nine games ahead in the wild card. And the wild card is tight. It's going to be between Seattle, Houston, and Toronto. Two of those teams are going to get in. One is not. And as of right now, Seattle, Seattle would be such a bummer because they were struggling and they made that great run. But you know what, though? And I say this, they had an easy schedule. They took advantage of their easy schedule. They had teams like the Royals. They had teams like uh, Oakland in that, in that span. And they took advantage. They got hot. And they got hot at the right time. But they end the season with two more against Houston and four against Texas. I didn't realize the season ends this weekend, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're at the end here. So six games for pretty much every team. Um. Yeah, that's that's the thing is I, I'd rather see Toronto back in there, 
I think um, they're going to be. I think they're going to hang on. I think Seattle's going to be the one that gets uh, shafted. But I'd love to see Seattle make a run and, and take Houston. Oh, out. I would. Love, I think we'd all love to see Houston get taken out. But what's Houston's remaining schedules? They're obviously playing Seattle. Which what's the score of that game currently? Oh, Not it starts at seven. It. Okay, good. They're in Seattle at least. So yeah, Houston finishes. Yeah, but uh, at Arizona three, for three. Arizona team still playing for. They playoffs. do go against Gallon at least. Yeah. Tickets are as low as eighteen bucks. Tickets as low as three dollars tonight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, where are we in the, in the National League? I believe the Brewers clinched. Uh, okay, they clinched the playoff spot, but they're, but they're going to win. They're going to get the division. division. They're, they're six uh, games up with six left. Yeah, so, so uh, that's going to happen there. Um, and then, yeah, the Dodgers clinched a while ago. So uh, Look at the Diamondbacks. 80% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, so on the wild card in the National League, the Phillies, they haven't clinched yet, but they they will. They're five games up on on the rest of the field. Uh, Diamondbacks and Cubs tied. Looks like the Giants have fallen out. Yeah, the Giants that are a rough series against the Dodgers. Reds are hanging on by a thread, and the Marlins are right there, one game behind the Cubs. And I can't believe this really says that the Diamondbacks have an eighty percent chance to make the playoffs when they are only one game ahead of the out of the the spot. I mean, is it just a really easy schedule? I mean, I don't understand. No, I think it's because it's based on also the Cubs being um, tied with them. Yeah. So they would need to fall behind the Cubs. Do the Cubs and Reds happen to play each other? Possibly. I mean, is that? A Most reason why? Likely. No. Oh, the Cubs have it tough. Yeah. At Atlanta and at Milwaukee to end the season. That's Cubs might that might be. I think the Cubs' best bet is that Milwaukee clinches the division and maybe rest guys the last couple games because they're not going to catch the Dodgers. They're not going to catch the Braves, so they're going to be stuck at the three spot. So that would be the the best bet for uh, the um, uh, the Chicago Cubs. But oh uh, yeah, so we're gonna look at some of uh, the MLB leaders. Batting average, Luis Arias still leads with a 3.53 average. Looks like he's gonna maybe be able to keep that over to 3.50. Uh, 17 points ahead of Acuna. We've got Matt Olson leading with uh, the league in home runs with 53. Schwarber eight home runs back with 45, along with Alonzo. Otani's got 44, but he's been shut down for the season. Our RBIs, huge lead for Matt Olson, 133, with the next closest being Pete Alonzo with 115. Uh, the hits leader, Ronald Acuna Jr., 210 hits. Uh, then you've got Freddie Freeman with 204 and Arias with 202. Those are the only three guys with over 200. And it's a big gap to the next person, Simeon and Julio Rodriguez with 179. So monster gap. Stolen bases, Acuna 68. And funny enough, Asturi Ruiz of the Oakland Athletics with 65. It was funny. Oakland didn't seem to have a fire sale this summer, which I thought he would be. Once he had success in the first month of the season, I thought like, oh, that guy's gone. Um, but he was, I think, the main piece they got back from uh, Atlanta for Sean Murphy. I think was so that's what's fun about the. That, that's what's fun about uh, you know, stolen bases being a thing again with the new pitch clock and stuff like that. Is you see guys like Asturi Ruiz second with sixty five stolen bases. Then you got Corbin Carroll fifty one. Bobby Witt had like forty three or something like that. But uh, yeah, just funny to see guys that you wouldn't even really hear of. But. Uh, yeah, and then uh, we go up to the pitching stuff. Uh, Str- uh, win leader, Spencer Strider with 19. Uh, next closest, Zach Gallon with 17. Justin Steele with 16. ERA, Blake Snell, 2.25 ERA, and most likely your Cy Young favorite. And most likely gone from the Padres. Oh, there, yeah. there was a story this week that said the Padres are going to try to cut payroll because uh, it didn't work out. There was something about they might, they're having struggle struggles even like with their cash flow, which is... Uh, really disappointing because, like, I did want the Padres to kind of be good with going against the Dodgers. I didn't want them to be like this. I would have liked a, a nice little rival, rivalry there for, like, five years or something. 
Um, but that just looks disastrous that Xander Bogart's deal kind of taking away any chance of financial flexibility. Oh, yeah. Um, And then Garrett Cole with a 2.74 ERA, which leads the National League, but Sonny Gray right behind him with a 2.80, and then Kyle Bradish right there with a 2.86. And then for our save leaders, same thing we talked about. Same guys all still up there. Classe, was he? How do you pronounce that? Classe? I think so, yeah. Classe with 42 for the Indians, the Doval 38. And the one thing I wanted to note here that I actually didn't get to note last week was a few of these teams are all in the same division. Three of the top six are in the NL Central. You've got David Bednar of Pittsburgh with 37 saves, Alec, Alexis Diaz of Cincinnati with 37, and then Devin Williams, 35. And the funny thing is, is the first uh, four save leaders, none of those are playoff teams at the moment. Uh, Emmanuel Klaus of Cleveland, they won't make the playoffs. I can confidently say Duvall of San Francisco won't make the playoffs. David Bednar of Pittsburgh won't make the playoffs. And then Alexis Diaz of Cincinnati is close as they're two and a half out. Um, but yeah, those are not a lot of playoff teams. It's kind of funny to think it's a lot of the teams that, uh, are not in the playoff hunt that have the save leaders. Like I think like 60% of the top or maybe even like 70% of the top 10 teams and saves are non-playoff teams. You've got Cleveland, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Seattle, possibly, or no, I guess he's on Arizona now, so that doesn't count. But, uh, yeah, San Diego angels. But then who I have highlighted here. Yeah. Felice Bautista, who is out for this. He is not. Oh, he's coming back. He is going to try to play. He's going to be a disaster. He's going to fuck. So that's interesting. I I understand there's no guarantee Baltimore is going to be back. Um, You can always say, oh, we're a good young team. We'll be back. But that's not the way it works in baseball. No, definitely not. Give it a chance. If you fuck up and you you're already if you have the surgery, you're going to be out of next year. So if you fuck this up and force yourself to have surgery, then you have surgery. So uh, I saw he was going to try to give it a go. So good for him. I like it. I like it. Well, I guess the last thing we got to talk about here, which I wanted to bring up because I called it. Uh, The Angels announced earlier this last week that um, Mike Trout has been shut down. He will not play again this season. And for you diehards that listen to us, Andy and I know what we're talking about when it comes to sports. And I called this back in June. I said when he was injured, I said if it gets to the point where when he becomes healthy, if this team doesn't have anything to play for, there's going to be no reason to bring him back. And what happened was the Angels got hot because of like what we mentioned a little bit ago about Seattle. They had an easy part of their schedule and they took advantage and they won. They went on a big win streak. They won like nine out of 10 games or something. And then they were at home against the Cincinnati Reds and Mike Trout came back and they got swept that weekend against the Reds or that week at home against the Reds in like a three game series. Mike Trout immediately went back on the IL and never came back. And so he only came back for three games since he went on the injured list back in, I believe it was June. Uh, end of June, early July, whenever it was. It might have been the very beginning of July, but regardless, he went on the injured list at around that time. And I even said, if they weren't going to be in it, there'd be no reason to bring him back. And sure enough, they thought they had hope. They brought him back. They get swept. And he's back on the IL and never did come back. And now it comes to the question is, will we see Mike Trout again in an Angel uniform? Because there has been the, the uh, Angels have come out and said that it's up to him, basically. Like, if Mike Trout wants to leave, they will shop him around. But if he wants to stay, obviously they'd be more than happy to keep him. But uh, I don't know. What do you what do you think is gonna happen? I, I just feel bad for Trout because it's like it's gonna be one of those things where he's gonna go down at one point as one of the best hitters to ever play the game, but he'll never ever be remembered at all for being able to win because he's never won a playoff game. He's only been in the playoffs once and he got swept. And it's just crazy to think that like a player like that, that just tells you how difficult baseball is. That you can have literally like the two best players on the planet on your team and you don't you don't do well. And 
Otani is younger than Trout. It also looks like he actually cares about winning. Not saying Trout does, but I think Trout enjoys the lifestyle. I think he enjoys like, hey, I live in Newport Coast. I'm rich. I'm good at baseball. I have fun. But Otani, you can tell it's like it means more to him. Like he wants to win. We saw the way he reacted when Japan won the World Baseball Classic this last summer or whatever, and it's or spring. So, you know, there's something about it. Like they he wants to win. And that's why I think Otani's definitely going to be gone. But Trout, it'll be interesting. But, it, it, you know, then we're what we're going to start over. And then if we do lose Trout, it's I don't know. It's, it's just a disaster for Angel fans right now. They're going to demand that Artie Moreno sells that team. I think it's going to get to the point. I've said this before to a buddy of mine where he's going to start getting death threats. I really do. Like it's it's a brutal world out there. And I think if, if we lose Trout and I say we as, you know, someone that lives in Southern California Our community, yeah. If we lose Trout and then Otani, or Otani then Trout, however order it goes, they're going to demand. A lot of my friends that I know that are Angel fans, they really do not like Moreno. And there was always those rumors that he was going to sell the team, and then he didn't. Or rumors. He straight yeah. announced it. Yeah, and yeah. then he didn't, and then it's like, now this is happening. And it's like, it's going to get to the point where if we don't have Trout or Otani, and then we're stuck with some, like, you know, team that we have to, like, watch be bad for the next five years before it's decent again— they're um, gonna want blood. That's what they should do. They should bottom out like Baltimore, Houston has done before, and just completely rebuild. Which they're gonna have no choice. Um, they're gonna have to rebuild with Trout. Yeah, I. That's. It'd be very sad if this he never plays the Angels again here. Yeah, and he didn't get like a nice send off. But um, the other yeah, thing would be it would be very point, nice yeah. if they sent him to a team that has it would a honestly be playoffs. it would honestly be very depressing going to Angel games without the two of them because anytime yeah. you go to an Angel game right now, all you see is. Otani jerseys everywhere, Trout jerseys everywhere. You see all the fun Otani stuff, all the people that fly in from Asia, Japan to come see him. And then you see all the Trout stuff, everybody wearing their Trout hats, you know, everybody, you know, all the fun stuff. And it's like, it will literally feel like family members were died and we're just in this empty house if we go to Angel Stadium without both of them. You know, at least got to keep one of them, but it's a bummer. They need to get like somebody in there. But regardless, that's going to be a, a more of a topic for, uh, next season when uh it comes around but uh really quickly we're gonna go into we're gonna shift over to football we're gonna go into college football really quick and just talk about um the updated rankings and some stuff that happened this week yeah one of the one of the big movers here uh usc didn't play so they moved three they did play they did they played arizona state oh right they did okay there was and it was close they were 30 point favorites and only were up by like three in the fourth quarter quarter. down three spots moved behind to washington there in the pac 12 so uh, we just got to see how they do against they play colorado um but yeah the other the other mover here notre dame the big game of the week notre dame versus ohio state although i guess the ratings were better on a different game which is uh interesting we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that next uh, but Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame was winning like the entire game and then couldn't hold it there at the end. Really disappointing. I think they had a third and 20. Um, Ohio State completed it in the middle of the field with 15 seconds left, something around there, uh, which is like in the NFL, the game would have been over. But in college, the clock stops on a first down. Only in the fourth quarter now, though, yes. right? So under two minutes, Ohio State needed to convert that third and 20. So even though it's like, oh, you don't convert it, you go on fourth down. No, they needed to convert that fourth down just to get the clock stopped to get the extra time. Notre Dame subs in for the next play there. They only put 10 guys in. Ohio State (laughs) throws an incomplete pass. Now there's one second left. One last play. Notre Dame can't sub in now. They can't get the 11th guy in. Ohio State (laughs) runs just right up the middle and wins the game. 
and just crushing. Notre Dame has been kind of a cursed college football program for, since they won last one a title 30-plus years ago. Uh, this is just kind of a devastating loss because I think they, I think they are better than Ohio State, and it just didn't it didn't happen. <laughs> they lose at the end again. Um, so yeah, good for Ohio State. I don't know if they're truly a going to be a contender. Yeah, here. I mean I'm an Ohio State fan just because that's where my family's from and stuff. So that's the team we support. But uh, from what I can see this year, it does not feel like they are one of the top four best teams. Uh, I don't even know if uh, I, I, from what I've seen so far, it looks like you know Texas is very strong, and honestly Washington. A lot of people have been high on Washington. Florida State looks good also. I mean, we're going to obviously, I'm sure we'll get into that too. But uh, yeah, the next one we want to talk about is what I... Yeah, Ohio what, State plays Penn State on the 21st. At home though, thankfully That's going to be like their real test there. So. But um, one thing though to know, here we go. Colorado finally played a real opponent and it was exactly what I thought was going to happen. There was a reason they were 21 point dogs. They got obliterated. They got annihilated. It was over from the start. Uh, what even ended up being the final score? I think they scored at the end. 42 to 7. So, 42 to 7. So if you listen to the other episode, I said I went to the movies at uh, the AMC theaters at the block. And uh, when that movie let out, it was around 3 o'clock. And I knew, like, okay, this is going to be timed. I can watch the second half of Colorado game and the UCLA game. And I went over to Buffalo Wild Wings for the first time in my life. Oh, first time and, ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know if I'm, it's not that great. I spent yeah. 40 bucks on no boy. six or 12 wings and a beer. What, really? <laughs> it's 12 wings and fries. And, a, and it's like, and a beer. I'm like, this is like a fucking steakhouse. What's going on here? Um, but yeah, during the UCLA game, I was not able to make the refs trip or anything like that. So I think they, oh, yeah. they, they lied to me. Um, but yeah, when I got there, it was already 42 nothing Colorado. And I'm like, well, I guess, or Oregon beating Colorado. So, like, I didn't really get to enjoy them getting destroyed because they were already destroyed at that point. Um, but all, all Oregon was trying to shut them out. Oh, yeah. Oregon wanted to make a statement. I mean, that's what happens when you become the flashy villain yeah, they, team. they became a target. But you have to say it all worked because what I said before, this was the highest rated game of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, more people watched this. Than Colorado USC will be up there also next week. Yeah. More people watch this than Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, if you watch the NFL this week, they kept you in a promo for... The biggest game in the college football season, USC Colorado. I'm like, really? Because like, yeah, I don't know how good USC really is. I think they're 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 good. I don't think they they're top five. They didn't five. look good against ASU. Um, and Colorado, I think, is clearly like, it's a good. They did a good job. They're okay, but they're not. They're not good. Like I, I kept saying, are they going to win three conference games? And that is really the question at this point. Yeah, no, I, that, um, it won't be easy for them to. Are they actually meaningfully better than ASU and Cal? Those the, that tier of teams. Um, and then can they pull off an upset versus one of the better teams? And we'll, we'll have to see how that, that the Pac-12 plays out because it is still a loaded conference. We had three ranked matchups. Um, and so we had two teams drop out of the top 25, including Colorado and UCLA, who uh, kind of got overrun by Utah's uh, defensive line, which I was worried about because UCLA really struggled to, to, to protect the passer. But they were... They scored at the end, but it was like a 14 nothing game most of the time. And that's without um, rising uh, Utah's quarterback. So Yeah, when's you, he supposed to come back? I don't know. They've gotten by without him four four. It's kind of now. funny to think because he was questionable like week one. And then yeah. now all of a sudden here we are going into week five and he's still. And they're the Friday night game. They play Oregon State. Yeah, so Utah-Oregon State is going to be. The they're on the road too. That'll be there. a big game. Yeah, 10 versus 19. Yeah, um, yeah then we said USC-Colorado is another big Pac-12 matchup there that we got. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun conference. It's the best conference, I think. The deepest. A lot of fun games left. Because I mean, even you say, ASU can give you good games. ASU is not like a terrible program. The, and then even like Cal hasn't been that good. But I think Cal is a decent team this year. Yeah. So it's a, it's a deeper conference. I think Stanford is really bad. I don't. I think Arizona might be really bad too. But um, 10 decent teams at least. All right. Can I go to the NFL now? Yeah, let's move on to the NFL. This was a... Uh... A very wacky week in the NFL. There was a couple, I would say th- three major up, three big upsets with one major upset. Uh, and then just, you know, unfortunately, some more injuries that we'll get into. And then one team that just absolutely showed no mercy. Uh, and then a couple comebacks. It was a, it was a fun week in the NFL. So we're, we're just going to start from the, the top and go down. Yeah, uh, these are the games that I broke down. I don't know if we'll, we'll go through them if you have anything to say about any other ones, but... Uh, starting with Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, the Browns defense has been dominant. It's been one of the best defenses through three weeks in NFL history. I think they're averaging like three yards per play allowed. Um, that's maybe makes you feel good about your Steelers offense because they didn't look good in that game. Yeah. They won off two defensive touchdowns, but Cleveland's been shutting down everyone. Oh yeah. And that was the thing in the week before too, they played the 49ers. I mean, they, they did start off their season against maybe the two best defenses in the NFL, uh, especially because. When we get to a certain game, we can talk about how uh, one of these big defensive teams lost a key player in practice last week. Um, but yeah, the Browns, I think the biggest thing here too was, uh, if we can just look at the box score really quick, is what they held Derrick Henry to. Uh, Derrick Henry was held 11 carries for 20 yards, 1.8 yards a carry. I don't know the last time I saw Derrick Henry be held to that low. I mean, first off, they only got it to him 11 times. Derrick Henry gets the ball like 18 carries a game at least. And he's always in the at least the 80s, the 100s. But yeah, they they shut him down. And then even Tannehill didn't do anything. 13 to 25, 104 yards. And uh, yeah, Titans scored three points. They'd lose 27 to three. Uh, just absolutely demolished. Uh, and yeah, so Cleveland moves themselves to two and one while the Titans go to one and two. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got the Green Bay at New Orleans. I'm sorry, it's New Orleans at Green Bay. And uh, this game I saw was 17-0 Saints at the half, but Derek Carr did get hurt. Uh, I didn't really watch too much of this game, but uh, the Green Bay Packers, an 18-point fourth quarter, and they come back to win the game 18-17, moving them to 2-1, Saints moved to 2-1. And And like I said, I didn't really see too much of this game, so do you have anything to take away from this one? Uh, Well, Derek Carr's injury is not going to be like season-ending, but they don't think he'll play this week. Uh, so Jameis is going to get the start against his old team, Tampa Bay. Uh, that's interesting. And Jameis didn't play badly. Uh, he didn't score any points for some reason. But like, if you look at his numbers, it's they were okay. Yeah, Carr got hurt in what, the third quarter? Yeah, so Jameis went 10 of 16 for 100 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. That's fine, you know? He, yeah. The problem with Jameis is, is, of course, he throws the ball away. and He didn't do that this time, so. Yeah. Well, moving on to this next game is <laughs> the game that got a lot of attention. The Denver Broncos went into Miami and they lose the game 70 to 20. And we all know uh, Mike McDaniels is a, right? That's his name, right? Mike McDaniels. He's a psychopath. He's a serial killer. I keep saying that. There was a point in this game where it was 56 to 13 and they threw a 68 yard touchdown pass. I mean, he showed no mercy. And I think that's what he likes to do. They did at the end. They could have yeah. got the NFL record, and they did not. Okay. And like, can we go to the box score here really quick? Because funny thing about this game was the Miami running backs. So Devon Achane, where, where did this guy go to college? 
anyway, he had, we're going to find that out really quick. He went Texas A&M. Okay. But uh, going back to the box score, Devon Achane. Achane. There, everyone was calling him a chain. Okay, then I don't but know. But then he to... said it's not that; it's something different, and I already forgot. So okay, well, we'll find out. Regardless, <laughs> Devon A. We'll call him a Chan A for now. Eighteen carries, two hundred and three yards, two touchdowns, and then he also had four catches for thirty yards and two touchdowns. And then the other running back, Raheem Mostert, thirteen carries, eighty-two yards, three rushing touchdowns. Seven catches, 60 yards, and one touchdown. And then on top of that, Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 157, and a touchdown. Yeah, they did all this without Jalen Waddle, too. Yeah, and uh, they um, they dominated. Now, this is the second week in a row now. Actually, you can go back. This will be the last, the last six quarters. The Denver Broncos defense has been absolutely stepped on. They give up 70 in this game. They gave up at least 20-plus in the second half last week to the, the Commanders. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, is this a thing where Miami's offense is really that good? Is that a factor? Or is now is Denver's defense just, are they, is Denver just an absolute mess? You just can't fix Denver. A lot of people had hope that you could, but I don't think you can. It's strange because Denver's defense has been really good the last few years. They have Pat Sertan, who's like one of the better corners. Uh, it's a mystery why they've been so bad this year. Sean Payton brought some curses. There's a lot, a lot of justice there. Um, a lot of people are pointing out that, you know, uh, Mike McDaniel and Nate Hackett are all part of the same, like, family of coaches, I guess. Yeah. McVay, Shanahan stuff, and that uh, they did not like what Sean Payton had to say. I did not like what Sean Payton had to say. I didn't either. Calling out the former coach. Um, and so that teams are going to be merciless against them. Uh, As they Sean should Payton be. Up. And honestly, I think I wouldn't be surprised to know a lot of people out there don't really care for Russell Wilson either. So you kind of want to beat up a Russell Wilson team. But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was a monster blowout. You don't see games like that too often. Uh, the next game we got here, I'll let Andy probably take the lead on this. I did watch this entire game. Uh, Minnesota Chargers, and I there was multiple times in this game, Andy, where I thought of you because there was the one stretch where I think, I forget if Vikings even ended up scoring on that drive. I think they did. But there was like, I thought there was maybe a couple bad calls and then it looked like they got the inter- or then they got the fumble and then they said they, not even that they blew the whistle, just the forward progress was stopped. But when you looked at that in live, it happened pretty quick. I don't see how they do would have done it. Did they end up scoring that position? The one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they got a field goal. It was, okay, so just a field goal. Yeah. So it, coming into this game, everyone was joking that this is going to be like some like weird, crazy shit that's going to happen. And then people were like, actually, what if it's the opposite? That it's like opposite forces make it like a really normal game. Uh, well, it ended up being the first one. It yeah, was a crazy it was, game. It was a lot of. Uh, but yeah, I do want to start with the Chargers defense. Yeah, there were some some bad calls that that that. Sequence you're talking about, there was a Chargers got a third down stop to force Minnesota into a field goal. But then they called a really stupid, shitty uh, helmet hit on Derwin James, who is being completely targeted by the refs this season. They've decided that he's the NFL's bad boy and they got to whistle him on everything. Meanwhile, Harrison Smith was doing the same shit. But like, so I'm just going to say the refs are racist. Like, white guy can do it, black guy can't do it. That's what's going on there. Uh, but no, that's already the, the second time that Derwin James has been flagged for a helmet hit on a third down stop, uh, which is really, that's the most frustrating thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Minnesota fumbled the next play, and it was clear fumble. Oh, it was, was definitely a fumble. a fumble. They didn't blow the whistle, but then they're like, actually, maybe we'll I, say he was down. The thing that upsets me the most is when they go to, I think it's so useless, and I've, I've ranted about this before on this podcast. Oh, the guy in the booth. When they go to the referee in the booth and be like, they're always going to agree with the ref. They're never like, yeah, you know, it was 
progress was stopped. It's like, was it? It was like, th- it was like less than three seconds. How can you tell me progress was stopped? And there was no whistle too. The so strip, it's like the strip was in the act of the tackle. Yeah. It wasn't no, like it, the it was, it was guy. definitely it was a fumble in the tackle. But you know, I guess as you know, karma, you know, took its place as the chargers did end up winning this game. But the one thing I want to talk about too, is towards the end there chargers have the ball 28, 24. They're up about a minute, 40, 50 left, whatever it was. They're fourth and one at their own 24 and they go for it. They don't get it. And it's one of those things where if we get it, Hey, like I'm a hero. If we don't get it and we lose, there's a good, there's a, not a good chance, but there's a, definitely a chance that I get fired because it'd be an 0 3 start. They've there's, talked about it. There's not. People keep talking about it. There's not. They don't, they've never fired a coach in the middle of the season. Yeah. Well, this they, is the beginning won't. of the season. What? Beginning okay. of the season. But no, but anyway, what I was going to get at was I don't completely disagree with them going for it. What I disagreed with is you got to keep it in your best player's hands. There's no Austin Eckler. I don't like that they handed it to Kelly. I think if anything, you bulldoze through and hope that, you know, uh, Justin Herbert can get you a two-yard carry or you let him play action something and find Keenan Allen or somebody, like, open. Like, I don't know. Like, you just – I'm a big believer that when you go for it on plays like that, you keep it in your best player's hands. If Eckler was in, I'm all about handing it off to him. And if he gets stuffed, hey, he gets stuffed. But I'm about it being in your best player's hands. It's like the end of a basketball game. It's got to be in your best player's hands once to close out a game. So I think before the season I had mentioned that I'm really tired of – all the talk about Brandon Staley and everything, because I think he's he's criticized for stuff that's fair, like the defense is bad and you should make a better defense. But there's stuff that happened in the first year where they were aggressive on fourth down and they got a lot of criticism, even though the math says they were right to do it. And so I think people in the, the media, at least the traditional media, have been out for him for the entire time. So I don't know if you watched the post game. Yeah, with Strahan and stuff. They all were like, he should be fired immediately <clears throat> for going for a fourth yeah. down. <clears throat> so the thing about this call was that it wasn't even close to being a tough decision. The math is so obvious. Yeah, I, I, I agree with it. I, I just think, don't. I just said I don't agree yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not calling off. you. I'm saying to the rest of the world. Yeah, that they. It's very hard because people think, oh, if you don't get it, the other team will automatically. Also, score. that's a lot of those. Like when you look at that. Uh, that. Um, that panel at the end of the game, you're looking at guys like what Jimmy Johnson, Colin Coward, right? Like guys like that. You think- but what I'm saying is they're old school coaches. Yeah. It's a new era now where analytics is a big thing and people are going for it more because of percentages. Like there's times where people say you got to go for two here, or there's times where it's like, yeah, it's fourth and one on your own 22 yard line with a minute 14 left. But you know what? I think we're better off going for it and trying to get it. than if we punt the ball to them and they start off at their own 35, there's a good chance they get down into whatever they need. Yeah, because I think what we saw, it's it's a lot harder to score, to get those 25 yards to score than it is to get the 40 yards in the middle of the field from a punt, um, especially with Justin Jefferson. Like, I think the Chargers punting away, there's a good chance Minnesota gets down to that same spot in two plays. Uh, especially 100%. Way, especially and you got, and also defense. in today's NFL, too, you throw a bomb, there's seventy. Yeah. There's a 45-yard pass interference call. You never know. But uh, so, Yeah, the problem with the Chargers defense on this young season is giving up big plays that score. Like they, the two uh, plays they had in the second half were just broken plays where, you know, in a short field, the Chargers wouldn't have made those defensive mistakes because there'd be more defenders around the area. Um, but it was almost like it's an advantage to be playing a short field. So yeah, uh, but that's that's part of the math is if you fail on this fourth down, the Chargers still had a more than a fifty percent chance of winning the game because the Vikings had to score a touchdown, and it's just difficult to do that even even when you're gifted a, the red zone right there. Um, but yeah, I'm, it worked out in the end. It was still crazy. Like I don't know if the Chargers defense deserved it because they still gave up 
uh, conversion and uh, Minnesota had first and goal from the eight and you know they fucked it up because um, that's the other thing Minnesota's a cursed team so but yeah hopefully I could just yeah. have a normal game with this team and like I don't have to talk about everything yeah Minnesota it was very poor clock management at the end there they got the ball inside the like 10 well, yard line did you hear that the uh, the crowd was too loud yeah I saw the Madison I think trying to calm the clock down so he, calm the crowd Kirk down Kessel but says, I was waiting for a play call and I couldn't get one so regardless though you got to go quick and then but anyway they were scrambling they threw the ball, it got tipped, and then it was a good interception in the end zone. Game over. It was a wacky game, wild game. Two 0-3 teams, but now the Chargers are 1-2 back in the mix. Vikings 0-3. Could be in trouble. There's a lot of people out there that still believe in them. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that still believe in them because they haven't played a division game yet, and like you know, that's going to be what matters. But anyway, moving on from that game. Uh, the toilet bowl here. The New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Uh, Wilson is bad. And he's so bad that Joe Namath called him out. And Joe Namath said, basically, what are the Jets doing? They need to get him out of their ASAP. And Joe Namath said something about how Wilson just took a sack. And he was like, what's he doing? Yeah, he sacked himself. He felt pressure and he just fell over. Yeah, and so they did. I heard they got uh, Trevor Simeon or something today. So they did go out. They have to shop around. The season's too young still. You're one and two. You have so much talent around you. Please just get a quarterback that knows what the fuck he's doing. And it's not Wilson. And uh, anyway, the New England Patriots win an ugly game, which you would expect, 15-10, to 10, boring game. Uh, so, yeah, both these teams are now 1-2. and two. The Jets play at home this Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, which we will get into in a few games here. But um, uh, yeah, that's going to probably be a bloodbath also, but who knows. But uh, anyway, none of these teams excite me right now. I don't even have really much to say about both of them. So we will, unless you have something to say. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll, we will move on to the next game. Washington and Buffalo. Uh, there was a lot of people out there that thought the commanders could give Buffalo a game, and that was wrong. As the Buffalo Bills slide to an easy victory, 37-3, uh, commanders get a three points late just so they wouldn't get shut out. Um, the Bills D-line, nine sacks. Uh, I didn't really get to watch. I didn't watch a second of this game yeah. because, I mean, who did, honestly? Uh, and this was also a blowout. The but. Bills had that really bad first game, and it kind of be like, oh, did they miss their chance? These last two games, they just... Run over opponents. So it's like, no, they're still really who, good. Who they played last week? The Raiders. They won. Like and, and that's the thing about the Bills is like at this point, sure, when you played the Jets, the start of the year it was the nine eleven game. Aaron Rodgers was alive still at the time, but like this team now, when you look at it, that they've played Zach Wilson, um, Jimmy G and the Raiders, and now Sam Howell and the Commanders. I mean, they should be three and zero, but they'll take two and one. And uh, yeah, uh, that puts the Commanders to two and one as well. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where they uh they were hosting the Houston Texans, and they were able to host C.J. Stroud's first win as a as an NFL player. As the Houston Texans didn't just go into Jacksonville seven and a half point dogs and keep it close, they went into Jacksonville seven and a half point dogs and won the game 37-17. 20 point victory. Uh, what do you have to make from this game? Because this was a a very insane outcome. Yeah, I, I think you have to ask, is Jacksonville still the favorite in this division? Yeah, like, you, been, you were big rough. on Jacksonville not being that good. So is every team in this division 1-2 and two now? I Or are the Colts 2-1? and one? I don't even know. Well, the Colts are 2-1, and one, yeah. Okay. And we'll get into that so game. So I picked every team Next. in this division to go under. So. I do remember that. And you might be right. This might be a division <laughs> where seven games wins it. Yeah. You honestly might be all right. Yeah. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll stay in this division as the Indianapolis Colts, who were also 7.5-point yeah, dogs. Did you a favor. Yeah, yeah going to Baltimore... 
and beat the Ravens 22 to 19 in overtime. Uh, Matt Gay had four field goals over 50 points for, I mean, over, wow, over 50 yards. So for you guys out there in fantasy that have Matt Gay on your team, that was a 20 plus point performance from him for you. And Gardner Minshew was the starting quarterback, 227 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they fed Zach Moss a lot, 30 carries, 122 yards. And I know uh, Justin Tucker went for a 61-yard field goal to win the game, and I heard it only got to like halfway through the end zone. So is he getting older? Is that leg not what it used to be? I don't know. I mean, he's kicked. He's got the NFL record, what, like 67 yards or 67, whatever he kicked to win in Detroit last year. But uh, yeah, the Ravens fall at home to the Indianapolis Colts and go to 2-1. and one. And right now the Colts are in first place uh, in that division uh, so we'll uh, we'll see all by themselves too. The Titans, Texans, and Jags are all one and two. The Colts sitting at two and one. Um, moving on to the next game, Kansas City, Chicago. Uh, one of the other blowouts this week. Chicago. I mean, uh, Kansas City won forty-one to ten, and unfortunately, I guess we'll talk about it. the The headline really of this game was that the rumors have been going on for the last few weeks of is Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift, and then Taylor Swift was seen. In a box this weekend, this past weekend in Kansas City with Travis Kelsey's mother and other friends and family, I'm sure, uh, cheering for Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that all but confirmed the rumors. And what's annoying about this is now we've got this whole new category of fans that are now watching the NFL. And we have a friend of ours. I'm just going to say it. Well, they, they got... They got to watch the worst product possible. Oh, yeah. And that's probably why she wanted to go. And they show her. There was the whole thing about when Travis Kelsey scored the touchdown in the second half. They panned to her and she just you can see her slapping the glass like she's at a like she's front row at a hockey game screen. And you can see her mouth like, let's fucking go. And I mean, I like it. You know, she's in the moment. She's having a good time watching the game. I mean, hey, that's part of sports. I mean, she knows her movie comes out in three weeks. Yeah, exactly. But uh, selling tickets. The other thing, too, is that uh, I had a we had a friend of ours like uh He's a, he's a gay guy, which is fine, obviously. But he's uh, he texted my uh, a buddy of mine and was saying how that now tr- Taylor Swift has made Travis Kelsey known, and we were like, no, maybe like in your guys's community, he but everybody, like he's everybody like, knows who Travis Kelsey is. Like one of the most famous NFL. Yeah, players, just be, five, he's arguably he's gonna go down. I'm arguably maybe you could make the argument when it's all said and done that maybe the best tight end ever. Like he's gonna be top five. He's gonna be I'm, top I'm five. I'm only doing that because I'm gonna say a 200 game. Yeah, I know. Tight end. But I said like, maybe just, when it's all said and just, done. Just uh, you know, if you played in a different era. Yeah, but that's everybody. Different, everybody different if you didn't play era, with, different uh, teams. Lane Thompson and got more targets. He would have been. Yeah, but that's he would have went for four thousand yards in a season. Uh, just, okay, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think he would have. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I said arguably one of the best. Like one of the regardless whether you like it or not, it's gonna be top five. Yeah, I'm already tired of the story though. As oh I, yeah, I was already tired well, of him. sports fans are tired of the story because who tired cares? Of him already, like I, I don't like the Kelsey brothers. I don't like all that shit. So you um, probably didn't watch the documentary then. Definitely not. I, I haven't liked Travis Kelsey because for eight years now he's destroyed my team. Or <laughs> years I don't know. So yeah, just not a fan. Go away. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they kicked ass 41-10. The Bears are an absolute mess. I mean, I guess we should maybe briefly talk about how it's a mess over there. Justin Fields yeah. looks awful. The team looks awful. The defensive coordinator, did you know that? He just that left, was, right, or something? Well, there was a story in the midweek that the FBI had raided his home and oh. raided the Bears facilities. and that They got like equipment stolen too, right, or something? That was something? another thing, yeah. There was a story of the former, former Bears cornerback, Peanut Tillman, mm-hmm. who works for the FBI, was involved in Patrick the raid. Patrick Tillman, yeah. And that was not true at all. Um, he works for the FBI now? Yeah. That's funny. Um, 
And then the other story was, oh, the FBI raided this guy because he had child porn, which is, yeah. ended up not being the case at all. Oh, People thank God. Thank God. saying shit on the internet. Uh, but we don't know why the guy just decided to leave. Um, but yeah, mess of a franchise. But yeah, the good news for disaster. them, they're 0-3. So are the Carolina Panthers. They own the Panthers' first-round pick. Ooh. Uh, there's a chance they get like two top five picks next year. And maybe they're drafting Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. And yeah, hey, you never know. And get rid of Justin. Trade Justin Fields, maybe get something for that. There's got to be a desperate team him. out yeah, there. Can you even trade him? The yeah. Jets. All right, the next game we got here was the biggest upset of the week as the Arizona Cardinals, who were what did you say? Was it 15 point dogs or? I think 13. 13 point dogs at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Beat the Cowboys 28 to 16, which really. Makes people scratch their heads because the Cowboys were looking so good in their first two games with what they did to the New York Giants, then what they did to the New York Jets, and then they go and face the Cardinals. Uh, but there was a little bit of a you know a disaster for the Cowboys last week as a midweek during practice, Trayvon Diggs went down, tore his ACL. He's out for the season, uh, and the Cowboys uh, just did not look good. Uh, you lose into the Arizona Cardinals, that'll be it. Maybe that's the early fire under the ass that this team needed, and maybe they'll come out now and you know, do well, or maybe it's just they're not as super good as we thought. But the Arizona Cardinals were a team that, you know, I still think will win less than four games. I mean, this is not a good team, but who knows? I mean, and I'm when I see what the Bears are doing and the Panthers are doing, are those teams worse than the Cardinals as of right now? No, the Cardinals have played tough against the teams they've played. They were in it against the Commanders. They were in it against the Giants. Probably should have won, beat the Giants. I mean, honestly, you could make an argument they could have beat the Commanders. I mean, this Cardinals team could easily be 3-0, and which is crazy to think. Yeah, Josh Dobbs is better than a lot of these quarterbacks playing. Definitely oh, he's better, better than Wilson. Zach uh, Wilson. Yeah. But uh, this next game we got here, personally my favorite game of the week, my Pittsburgh Steelers go to Las Vegas against the Raiders. And this game opened up at the start of the week as Steelers minus one, and it closed at Steelers plus three. A lot of money came in on the Raiders. And a lot of people are just not impressed with what the Steelers of offense has done, and I don't blame them. But when we look at it, have they played the two best defenses in the NFL so far? Probably. The Niners and the Browns. Browns definitely the best. And the Steelers come out and they win this game 23-18. to And uh, I was like you, Andy, where I think for a bit, like, I, I was watching this game. I got to watch the entire second half where I thought there was some questionable calls. There was the Mika Fitzpatrick sack that I just didn't understand why that was a personal foul for, you know, roughing the passer. And then there was another little call. The le- the So anyway, things got weird at the end of this game where the Raiders were fourth and one and they were going to go for it at like their own 15 or something like that. Let's just call it like their own 15 or 18, whatever it was. Down 23 to 15, so eight points with at this moment in time, I think like roughly four and a half minutes, 450 to go. They line up for the field goal. Carlson makes an easy like 40 yard field goal. But they call a foul, a penalty that there was the Steelers used leverage to try to block it, which, you know, some people say, oh, they did. Some people say they didn't. It looked a little normal to me. But anyway, they get the automatic first down, so they're continuing to go for it. And then they get set up again with a fourth and four at the eight yard line, down 23 to 18, with now a little under three minutes left. Still 15, yeah. Yeah, 23 15, I'm sorry. And they kick the field goal. To make it 23-18, and they're obviously their theory was we'll get the, we can get the ball back and we can go for the win instead of missing it here and then only being able to go for the tie but still needing the two-point conversion for the tie. And the Steelers got the ball, and they got a clutch first down on like a third and three, and that pretty much all but put it away, but they did get to, they did punt it, and the, Steelers, uh, the Raiders got the ball back with about 11 seconds on their own like 20-yard line, 
And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception, but I mean, even if he didn't, the game was going to be over anyway. I mean, they needed to go 80 yards in 11 seconds. It wasn't going to happen. And uh, the Raiders lose, but uh, that was the biggest controversy. And like, for me, I've got like a couple of my best friends, a few good friends and my mother and stepfather that are huge Raider fans. So it was all them versus me Sunday night. So it was pretty cool to, you know, get to have that victory as a fan. But uh, what were your thoughts on the, the field goal decision? I heard it from the next room. <laughs> my dad's like, I don't know what they're doing. What's going on? And like, oh my God, they just wasted another 90 seconds in a close game. And it's like, I I don't know. I think sometimes you just get overwhelmed by the moment and you're like, I don't know. But uh, I don't know what to make the Raiders. They're, they're not good. They're going to be another six-win team again. Devontae Adams, I heard, like, ripped into the team, and it's like, man, you should do a Damian Lillard or something because Yeah, 13 this is catches, 172, you're too two good. touchdowns. And you only and have your two football, more good years. I was going to say, your football lifespan is a lot less than your basketball yeah. lifespan. Like, Damian Lillard's probably got another eight years in him. Like, Devontae Adams, like you said, maybe only two good years left. Because he's uh, got to be around our, like, my age, right? He's got to be, like, I early 30s. 31. Yeah. Um, the other story with the Raiders that's not on the field, but I wanted to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones is not with the team. And it looks really bad. Uh, I think he posted something on social media today about how the Raiders forced him to go to the hospital, the mental hospital, and he he he, hmm. he got out. Uh, he's he's in some sort of crisis. Yeah. Uh, like he was saying, like he needs to contact Antonio Brown. Oh and boy, Alden no, Smith. Don't do that <laughs> because the Raiders are screwing him, and those guys know all the, the inside secrets and stuff. Uh, it's 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 really bad. The the other part of it, I I'd forgotten. It's like. Oh yeah, his brother is John Jones, who has had his own issues, and it's like this family's kind of messed up. Um, but yeah, I don't. Something needs to be done. It hasn't worked out there with him. He came to the Raiders last year, and what's disappointing? This is like he needs help. I don't. I don't know what you do. Like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a big scene, and they're they're missing him. You know, if he was on that line along with Crosby, that would be. Forced to be reckoned with, but uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers moved to two and one, which is uh, it puts them actually in first place in the division, tied with the Baltimore Ravens. But they are currently ahead in the standings, uh, ahead of also the Cleveland Browns that are two and one, and the Cincinnati Bengals. We're gonna get into that right now. As the Cincinnati Bengals hosted the LA Rams, Joe Burrow did play, and uh, Rams got a late touchdown, which ended up probably making this game closer than it was. I mean, the final score was nineteen sixteen, Bengals. Uh, they got Jamar Chase involved more. 12 catches, 141 yards, no touchdowns, but still big game for uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Joe Burrow looked a little bit better, but still not amazing. You can tell he doesn't look as good. Yeah, they're putting him in the shotgun the entire time. He can't move in the pocket. He can't drop back. So uh, that's bad. I think they're thinking it's better to have him not moving than use the backup. And so I had my own theory about this game where if the Bengals were 2-0, I think Joe Burrow doesn't even play last night, but I think at 0-2, he went out there saying, like, we cannot go 0-3 because they've statistically said when teams go 0-3, their chances of making the playoffs are very slim. And he's in a very, very tough division. I mean, it's a division that's a little banged up with, you know, Nick Chubb being out and stuff and the Ravens having all their injuries. And, uh, you know, the Steelers even missing a player or two, but it's still a very, uh, very, very good division. And, uh, yeah, they're... uh, they're, uh, they would have been in deep, deep trouble if they started off 0-3. So they hang alive, uh, making the record 1-2. And, and uh, the Rams also go down to 1-2. and two, But the Rams have played good football, and they've played some tough teams to start the season. You know, they played Seattle on the road, which was a nice underdog win for them. Then they hosted the Niners, 
And then they go on the road to Cincinnati. So, I mean, very, very tough start of the season. And then they go against the Colts next week on the road where uh, the Colts have been playing very well. So, uh, Yeah, anything from next week here? Uh, the, the Jaguars start their first first two games in London. Back yeah, to back the Jaguars London. are eventually just going to go to London. So they, uh, they're hosting. or I, I'm saying they're hosting because it's like their team or their city. Yeah. Uh, but they're playing uh, the Falcons, which uh, I like. You know who, I, who would be nice to have a big game for the Atlanta Falcons here in London? Drake London. Drake London. Very good. And then uh, we got a couple good division matchups here. The Dolphins go to the, the Buffalo Bills, which yeah, is going to be a be very night uh, game. fuck fest. Yeah. Um, but, and then we've and got, then got the, the shit one. <laughs> yeah, Broncos, Bears. Someone's got to win. Oh, two, oh, and three shithole teams. But then Ravens, Browns should be a good uh, division matchup. Two, two, and one teams. Uh, Raiders, Chargers is always a nice little fun like game around here. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the Sunday night football game is the Chiefs and Jets, but we got to remember yeah. this Taylor was... Taylor Swift will be there. That's what will get super high rated. But this was before, you know, when we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be playing. You know, they don't, they're don't they not allowed to flex games until later in the season. So, I mean, this game was chosen because we thought it was going to be Chiefs-Jets on a Sunday night game. And then this next game here, Monday night football, you know, they say it's going to be better. And then we're stuck here with Seahawks-Giants. And what sucks is there's not two games this week. They're just going to give us this one shit game. The Geno Smith revenge game. That's what it is. Yeah, this is trash. But uh, hey, if Giants win at home as they're one and a half point favorites, just like that, they're two and two, and maybe they're right they back really, in the hunt. Oh my god, that's fucking! I like that bet. <laughs> yeah, it takes Giants. Fucking that's what I was suck. actually gonna. That's what I was gonna say, Andy. Is should we get back to like giving our like picks again, where uh, we give? Like, yeah, I thought about that. But. Have fun. Maybe we can start that next week. It'll be four weeks. We can start doing that now for the rest of the season. Unless you want to go on the spot right here and can come up with. Oh yeah. What What do we used to do? Just three games each. Just, I mean, I like the Rams getting to one and a half points there. I don't think Indianapolis is good. I know they won, but, they, yeah, you know. I mean, I think if I had to say things off the top of my head looking at some of these spreads, I mean, God, Steelers are only three-point favorites against Houston. They're on the road, though. Yeah. Kind of like the Chargers minus five and a half against the Raiders. I'm really not strong on the Raiders. I think the Chargers can easily beat them by a touchdown at home. I'm not... I think we'll we'll go in more prepared next week. We'll have the spreads and stuff, and I think we can go in next week and be more prepared with, uh, you know, going back to what we used to do where we give you uh, a uh, couple bets, and then we can kind of see how we do. We can, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be four weeks. We'll be done going into when we start talking next week on the podcast, and that'll be a good time. We also to, have a good Thursday game, too. So Yeah, Lions-Packers, 2-2-1 two, two teams going for first place in the division. Uh, and that'll be the Lions' second um uh, Thursday night game in four weeks. So Lions, you know, they're getting their third. And you know what I think about, Andy, when I think of Thursday night football? Seven primetime games. This you know what I think about when I think Thursday night football, Lions, Packers? Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary. About like okay. seven years ago, eight years ago, whenever that was. But uh, yeah, uh, is that going to, do we have anything else to talk about? Or is that no, going to, we're, we're done. Yeah, that's going to conclude our sports podcast. So as, uh, as always, thank you for listening. This was episode 343 of Sports. And I'm uh, Tony, and with me, I had Off-Road Andy. Yes, goodbye. Yeah, so thank you uh, for listening, and please uh, like, share, subscribe, and, uh, you know, we, we enjoy you guys listening, and uh, we also have an entertainment podcast for you people that uh, like listening to entertainment. We talk for you guys that are new listening or that have listened before. We talk about uh, stuff going on in the world, most, a lot of movie talk. Uh, what we've been watching, and we also talk about some of our personal stuff going on in our lives. So uh, it's always a good time. But uh, like I said, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.